What's going on, faithful? Welcome back to the 49 Away podcast. And free agency is in full swing. And on this episode, Zach and I will go over all of the moves the Niners have made thus far, including the big one. Charvarius Ward is now a 49er. And we'll also get to the departures of Lake and Tomlinson and DJ Jones. And we'll talk about some of the other minor moves the Niners have made over the past few days. And we'll also get to some of the other moves around the NFL. So there's been a lot of movement. We'll talk a bit about that as well. So keep it locked. We got a lot of free agency stuff coming up on this episode and don't forget to give the 49 away a follow on Instagram and Twitter for more Niners news and analysis. And welcome back to another episode of the 49 away podcast. Jason Hoda, Zach Chevy, free agency is in full swing, ladies and gents. A lot of stuff to get to. The Niners brought in a big free agent and also had to say goodbye to two key parts of the team. And they made some other minor signings to some players, signed a few guys to a few one-year deals as well. So we'll get to all of that and much more in some NFL news from around the league because there's been a crap ton of signings that we'll get to as well. And of course, don't forget to give the 49 away a follow on Instagram and Twitter for Niners news and analysis. Chevy, what's going on? It's been a busy last few days. Yeah, it's definitely been a busy few days in the sports world. A lot of news out, a lot of football news, especially with the start of free agency and the start of uh, legal tampering, which is hilarious because everyone tampers, so they give them a period to do it legally. Uh, but yeah, you know, lots of news, you know, big news for the Niners, obviously, Charvarius Tra- Ward, we were lacking a cornerback and they went out and addressed that right away, giving him big money. Sad that we've seen a couple people leave, but you know what? I- I'm kind of excited for the next step in the future of this team. Yeah, no question. I mean, it, you know, it's a tough time of year where you got to say bye to some key players and you know, you welcome some guys as well. You know, at, at the bare minimum, I really did think that we were going to keep at least one of Lakin Tomlinson or DJ Jones. But the fact yeah. that we had to say bye to both um, kind of hurt a little extra there. And I guess we can start there um, and then kind of lean into the big move, which is obviously bringing in Charvarius Ward from the Kansas City Chiefs um, on a three year deal worth 42 mil. Um, I got to say, I like the Charvarius Ward move. Obviously, I think we all you know, can't, cannot like it knowing that we knew we needed a corner and cannot remember the thing other than Richard Sherman. I can't remember the last time the Niners actually spent money on an actual corner or safety in the secondary, or, you know, rather it's been the guy resigned, like the resigned Jimmy Ward a few years ago. But the fact they actually brought someone in, I'm happy they did. I'm happy they made it a priority. Um, and you can probably delve more into that because you know a little more about him than I do. But as for Lake and DJ, man, that's tough, man. Real tough. I mean, both of them have been such class acts while they've been here. Um, they've been an anchor of this team on offense and defense. Lake and Thompson has been, for the longest time, I've said he's been the most underrated niner. And he's been healthy at least, like, maybe let's say 95 to 100% of the time, which is rare for an offensive lineman. DJ Jones had his share of injuries here and there, but when he was healthy, he was always a force on that D-line. But I totally understand both of them went to places that make sense, which I like. It's not like, you know, one of them made a stupid move and went to some team and just took the bag and left. Lake went to went to the Jets where he knows the coaching staff very, very, very well. Right, you got Salah, LaFleur, Benton. So he knows what's going on there. He knows the people there, so it's not a shock. And he's going to go to New York in a situation 
the same situation that he walked into when he first came to San Francisco. Same thing, right? When he first came here, mm-hmm. we were a rebuilding squad, young quarterback. Well, we didn't have a quarterback at that. Well, I guess, you no, know, CJ Beathard is considered a young quarterback at that time. <laughs> um, but, you know, having endured that and then get to where they want to be now going over to the Jets and helping Robert Sala build that. And I'm sure Zach Wilson is incredibly happy about getting someone to kind of help him stay upright um, is great. And as for DJ Jones going to Denver, I mean, after seeing Russell Wilson go there, I mean, how could you not want to go and join that force? We already know what that defense, you know, can do. And I think Denver kind of knew that too, because they traded Shelby Harris to Seattle. So they needed a void to fill. And DJ Jones was probably a slightly cheaper option than maybe some of the other guys, but DJ can ball. I'll tell you that much though. This guy can ball. So y'all got a serious baller there, but um, really, really sad to see them leave, but also at the same time, really happy for those two. And I'm sure those two are going to do big things in Denver and New York. Yeah. You know, seeing them leave sucks. You know, they were a big part of the team last year, especially Lake's been part of the team. He's been such a solid piece uh, over at left guard uh, next to Trent Williams. And, you know, it sucks to see him go, but we have a plan, I guess. And, you know, I, I have a roommate who's a Jets fan. So uh, when we lost Lake to uh, the Jets, you know, I went up to him. And I said, listen, you know, you, you get this amazing guard. He's going to be there to protect Zach Wilson. He ain't going to get injured. He's going to be in the grind and he's going to help uh, your team out. So as much as it sucks losing him, at least he's going back to uh, Sala and Lafleur, where he's familiar. And I think he's going to have a good time. And I think they're going to build something good there over uh, in New York. But yeah, and then DJ Jones, like how can you not want to go and compete in the AL West? That looks like it's the division for champions. If you want to be a winner and you want to be a champion, you want to go to that division. The Chargers are making some crazy work. The Broncos are making some crazy work. The Chiefs are one of the mega teams in the West. And then you got the Raiders. Who knows what they're going to do? Um, <laughs> they, you know, they've also been making some moves. I think they got Chandler Jones today. But yeah, yeah so, you know, you know, DJ Jones is going to a great situation over at the Broncos, and I think it was perfect for him uh, joining that team and, you know, join their good defense, and now they have Russell Wilson on offense, and I think it's going to be such a good year for that division that every single one of their matchups is going to be uh, worth watching. Oh, yeah, no doubt, no doubt, and that, and that's the thing, right? When I saw Denver, I'm like, well, I mean, it's kind of hard to pass up on a situation right with that, right? Denver's yeah. kind of the... The hot spot right now, right? That's where everyone wants to go. Um, so I can understand and I can see that. And at the same time, you know, DJ deserves his back, right? He's he's balled out every single time he's touched the field um, when he's been able to stay healthy. And I know that the Niners are in a bit of a sticky situation and probably couldn't afford that when yep. obviously thanks to stupid Christian Kirk and the Jaguars, now we're going to have <laughs> to spend 10 times more to re-sign Debo than we did before, which probably led to yeah, we're probably not going to be able to spend that extra few million dollars to bring back DJ Jones or Lakin Tomlinson because I know John Lynch wants, is very adamant about re-signing Debo Samuel and Nick Bosa, which we all know are pillars of this football team opposed to Lakin Tomlinson. DJ Jones are really, really, really important supporting cast roles. But whether when you got guys like Bosa and Debo who are your franchise pillar guys, you got to do what you got to do and it's a business. So either way, I'm sad because again, those two were, those two were not just any supporting cast members. They were impact players. Like they were a significant part of what the Niners were able to do in the trenches on both sides of the football. So 
that's definitely tough to see. But again, I wish them both the best of luck. I'll be rooting for them um, both on Sundays without a question. So happy for them and good luck to them um, next season yeah. and in the future. Yeah, but, but the thing, you know, with losing them is we had that in place. This was part of the plan. That is what you see, you know, they've been developing Aaron Banks to kind of take over that Lincoln Tomlinson role. He's been kind of having the same treatment as Trey Lance. They've been developing for a year as the backups. You know, I, I think I wish I would have seen Aaron Banks a little bit more in action. But, you know, uh, for some reason or another, they just elected not to do that. And they're going to give him uh, probably a starting chance in camp. Uh, I do want to see they did get a Keaton Sutherland uh, as well to potentially uh, uh, help out at the guard position and maybe battle banks for the position of left guard. So uh, they're making moves. I think they need to make a little bit more moves uh, over at uh, the offensive line just to shore up there because you always want to be shored up on the offensive line. But uh, there are are replacements. And then, you know, we're hoping that Kinlaw uh, can stay healthy. And if he does, he can help uh, uh, carry the load a little bit in the defensive tackles. Armstead probably slides in there. Uh, I do think maybe we're looking at making another move to get another defensive end or something like that. Maybe we draft one. Uh, We still don't know what we're going to get from the Jimmy G trade uh, and what cap space that clears up, where that's going to go. Maybe we sign someone else. But uh, as of now, you know, the team's looking pretty solid, even with uh, losing them. Yeah, no facts. That's a great point. And obviously, yeah, we know that. And I've seen a lot of people on Twitter talk about it, too. Knowing Javon Kinlaw and um, Aaron Banks are both there, who are young. Obviously, Javon Kinlaw was out for majority of last season. Um, and then you have Aaron Banks, who's there. And obviously, like you said, we didn't get a chance to see him very much because he got injured in the first preseason game. So it's not like we yep. got to see, you know, him throughout the preseason. And of course, he never really got to come in during the year because Lakin and Brunskill stayed healthy all year long. Um, so that's the thing there, too. So I, I don't know. It's interesting. We'll see what happens. I hope Aaron Banks can take that step. I really do. Um, I mean, that's kind of what we all thought was going to happen last year. But that did not happen last year at any point in time. So I'm hoping he's able to take this opportunity. And I think Lynch and Shanahan are kind of looking at him when now we're like, look, we just lost a Pro Bowl guard in Lake and Tomlinson, but we also drafted a second rounder last year in Banks that we really liked. Can he now slide up and take that spot? So I really hope he can. I hope he learned a lot from Lake last season. So it'll be interesting to see this offseason to see him there. I would have liked to see a veteran come in and compete. I know I mentioned Roger Saffold before we were recording as well. He signed with Buffalo. I thought he would have been a nice fit there, but you know, we'll see what happens. I hope Aaron Banks ends up developing into that guy, but we'll see what happens there. And then Kinlaw, Kinlaw is a baller. Like that's that, that's not a story. Like we know he he can ball. It's just can he stay healthy? But to be quite honest with you, DJ Jones had the same problem, right? DJ Jones was healthy majority of last season, which doesn't actually happen very often. Like he was hurt in 2020. He missed all of December and January in 2019. So he wasn't even there for the Super Bowl run. In 2019 for that second half of the season. So injuries were a problem there too for DJ Jones. So let's hope Javon Kinlaw can stay healthy. Let's move on to the big signing now. And I'll let you kind of delve more into this because I'll be honest, I know a little bit about Traverius Ward, but I've never really watched him like properly where I know that much about him. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I think this has been an amazing signing for the Niners. You know, Charvarius Ward, he's young. He's turning 26 in May, I believe. So he adds to that young core, uh, that young secondary that we have with Mosley, uh, Ambry Thomas, uh, Diamador Lenore. Uh, so, you know, we got that young core. Now he's going to rise up. We're giving him wide receiver one money and we're hoping that he can translate into a wide receiver one and he has a lot of potential you know last season he was great for the Niners he uh he was having a he ran a sorry he had 400 yards total accounting through 13 games which is just a ridiculous amount which is all only 30 a game which means he was shutting down wide receivers left right and center Week seven, he shut down A.J. Brown and Julio Jones to only 18 yards. Week nine, Devontae Adams for 14 yards. CeeDee Lamb, week 11 for five yards. Keenan Allen for no yards, uh, week 15. Uh, he's shut Diggs down for one yard in the uh, playoffs and Chase for only 22 yards in the playoffs. So so the man has, when he's uh, getting targeted, he's shutting them down. He's making those guys work. And him coming in, will he'll slot in fairly nicely as the cornerback one. And then afterwards, it's going to slide everyone down. So Mosley will be a comfortable corner too. And then you can also rely on Thomas to rotate in there to, so you can rest your guys in different packages. Uh, maybe Lenore, move, Lenore, Lenore moves to nickel. Uh, don't know necessarily what else they're going to do. I don't think we're going to bring back K1 Williams, although it would be nice. But uh, yeah, the ward signing was much needed. And uh, I'm very excited to see the secondary. Yeah, I think the encouraging part there is that he's young, right? That's the yep. key part. I know a lot of us wanted a veteran, which obviously would have helped knowing this is a team that's trying to get to a Super Bowl. But at the same time, we're also more than likely going to be starting a 22-year-old at quarterback next year. So we're a young football team. And now it doesn't help thanks to stupid Brady coming, deciding to come back. So now that doesn't help. Just when we thought the NFC was going to be a cakewalk next year, this guy decides to come back. Now and now Deshaun Watson you know, was in the clear, and now he might be coming in the end. Like, uh. So all of a sudden, it's amazing what happened, Chevy, from like five days ago. We're sitting just like, oh, oh yeah. it's Green Bay, Rams, San Francisco next year, and the Cowboys. Oh, this is, you know, we could easily get back to the NFC title game. Now you have Brady back to the mix. You know the Bucks are going to be there. And now Watson. Someone's going to get Watson, yeah. Yeah, definitely. right. So, yeah, he's probably – I know the, the Panthers want, want him. They've been wanting Panthers, to get him. Saints, the Falcons. Saints, exactly. The Saints are in there. Yeah, I've heard Falcons a little bit. So, oh, good grief. Like, it's – it's. Uh, I mean, the good news is is that Watson declined Seattle. <laughs> so, I, yeah. that, that, that was a little funny. But back to Charvarius Ward. My whole objective here was saying that we're a young football team. We're an experienced football team, but a young football team. Adding a guy like Traverius Ward is good because, look, I feel like him, Mosley, and uh, Ambry Thomas are all now kind of the same. Ambry Thomas gained very, very, very valuable experience in the playoffs last year and down the stretch, right? Ambry Thomas came in and played for us at a time when we needed him most in meaningful games. So Ambry Thomas, this is no longer a mystery to him. And we can trust them. We know that we can trust them. So that's a that's a plus right there. Emmanuel Mosley's coming off the best season he's had um in his career last season, right? Emmanuel Mosley, mm -hmm. yes, yes, got torched by the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, but Emmanuel Mosley has that experience. Emmanuel Mosley has now had postseason experience. We know what he can do. Now you add a Charvarius Ford, who's also been to a Super Bowl. Wait, been been to multiple AFC Championship games. There's a lot of experience. They're young, 
but a lot yeah. of experience in that secondary. And that's really it. And then on top of that, yeah, I know we talk about having a veteran corner, but you got Jimmy Ward back there at safety leading the troops in the secondary. And Jimmy Ward's now a vet. Jimmy Ward has now turned into probably one of the better safeties in the National Football League. Our secondary is not looking too bad right now. Now we just got to figure out what the hell we're doing. At, yes, like you said, at nickel. But it seems like I, I kind of agree with you. I don't think knowing DJ and Lake left, I can't really see K1 coming back. I wouldn't think that's very encouraging there. Um, but if we want to slot in Demo and Nickel, I could see that happening too. And we'll see if they want to go out and get someone who the hell knows. And then what they want to do with safety too, right? Do they want to bring back Kwaski or do they want to put Hafunga in there or, you know, someone else? So there's still some answers, but it's nice to know that corner, we have an answer. And we have E-Man on one side. We got Traverius Ward on the other. And we got Ambry Thomas as depth, who we know we can trust. So that's good. I like that. Mm. The other now doobies, we just got to hope that uh, the injury bug doesn't hit Chargers. Oh, Lord. Knock, knock on wood, bro. Knock on wood. Jesus. I was, Honestly, I didn't even think about that. And I wish you never even bothered to bring it up. But, you have to. You have to. No, no, absolutely. No, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, so sometimes it's it's so bad as a Niners fan, it's better to just not bring it up at all than bring it up once. But um, but no, no, I totally feel you. Obviously, you want all these guys to stay healthy, man. It's it's the most important. But that's why I bring up depth, right? That's exactly why I bring up depth. And I bring up Ambry Thomas being our backup now and potentially, you know, competing to start, right? Ambry Thomas could end up beating up Emmanuel Mosley, right, in training camp, and he could end up starting. So the fact that we have that depth piece is a good thing, which is where I say that. So there you go. Um, the other dude we signed, I'm going to be completely honest here. I don't know anything about this guy. Oren, Oren Burks, we signed him, linebacker from Green Bay, probably just as a depth guy. I heard he's really good he's on special teams. Special teams guy. He, he's all right. You know, they Green Bay had one of the worst special teams last year. So signing someone from Green Bay to play special teams doesn't necessarily make me happy. But at the same point, you know, if he can make some plays and work in our special teams, it's an eh signing, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, that's fair. I mean, it's it's more of a depth piece, right? This this guy yeah. could end up being, you know, cut after training camp, right? Who the hell knows there? But it's more of a depth piece, so there's no point of even really uh, spending too much time there. Um, Some of the other minor moves the Niners made, so they resigned a bunch of guys to a one-year deal including Jake Brendel, who you brought up last week, Kevin Givens, who I love Kevin Givens, so I'm kind of glad. If anything, I find Kevin Givens' style very similar to DJ Jones. Right, You play up yep. front, he's a bigger guy, he's physical, he's quick, he'll get to you. So I'm happy at least we, we, we managed to retain Kevin Givens. Um, Demetrius Flanagan-Foles, backup linebacker, Jermichael Hasty, and Mo Hurst. And I think... Another reason why we probably let DJ walk, and of course we also are letting Kentavious Street walk, which I don't mind. Kentavious Street, I thought he had a good year last year, but I didn't love him. In 2020, he made a lot of boneheaded mistakes, and I yeah. didn't like it, so I don't mind that. But I know they, they decided to retain Mo Hurst, and if Mo Hurst can stay healthy, I love Maurice Hurst. So that's a good guy to keep there as um, another depth piece on the D-line too. So there are some guys there that I think will be able to fill the void. And it seems like every time, I mean, we talked about how many guys we lost in the coaching staff. We do still have Chris Kosarek as our D-line coach. Thank God, because yep. as long as he's there, this D-line doesn't matter who the hell you put out there. It's, you know what I'm saying? It's a revolving door, right? Really the only main guys that anchor that D-line is, Nick Bosa and Eric Armstead and everybody else, it's 
get in there and make a play. And another another name to throw out there too is your boy Charles Omena, who who had a great year last year too. Mm-hmm. That's another depth piece who can who can make some damage um, on the defensive line as well. So I can see us trying to improve on the defensive line through the draft. Uh, rather than oh, yeah. free yeah, agency. Yeah. I, I could see us using one of our top picks on maybe getting another defensive end to match with Bosa because, you know, Bosa brings so much power. If you can bring someone else from that other side, it just adds so much terror. And now that you have Traverius Ward back there, you got the secondary locked up. You give the you give the defensive ends more time to get to the quarterback. So it only helps. I, I think now they're trying to stack it with younger uh, potential to match up with Bosa. Yeah, well, I mean, we still have D Ford on the roster for I don't know what reason. I don't, <laughs> I don't know to restructure yeah. his deal, keep on going to get some more money somehow. It just makes no sense. Like, just just cut the guy for God's sakes. I don't know why, but yeah, no, I can I can definitely see the Niners going out early in the draft. I mean, it's John Lynch, bro. J- J- John Lynch always yeah. likes to draft D linemen early, so we'll probably see that too. And then the Niners also brought back two key pieces on a one-year deal. Daniel Brunskill starting right guard and Aziz Alshire on a one-year deal. I'm going to be honest with Aziz. I think this might be the last year we have Aziz. He's so good that, yes, he, he got the one-year deal to come back. And I think if you, if I'm correct, I think you said it last week, he's a restricted free agent. So the Niners yep. had the rights there to that. And I believe um, if someone wanted to get Aziz, they'd have to give up a second rounder. I believe that is what I read. Um, either way, doubt that's going to happen. Aziz is too important to this team. And if we get him for one more year, I'll take it any day of the week. But I do think, and I'm, I got to start preparing myself because I love Aziz Alshar. I love the way he plays, but I got to prepare myself that this very well could be the last year we have him and we end up maybe signing Dre Greenlaw. And then it's him and Fred that will take over because uh, Aziz again, it's, I, I mean, I said this a few weeks ago too, right? We know Freddie is is the anchor of this defense, right? He is he's the Mike, he's the he's our leader. But Dre Greenlaw and Aziz Alshire are so good, both of them. And I know both of them have their share of injury issues. Greenlaw, I think, a little bit worse than Aziz, but both are so good that eventually you're gonna have to pay one of them the big bucks, which means you're not gonna be able to afford the other. Similar to the Armstead Buckner situation. So I think us us fans should be, you know, prepared yeah. to lose one of them, and it's looking more like Aziz Ashar. Having said that, let's enjoy next season while we got them both. I, I also think if you're looking at it, it I, I think it comes down to who maybe costs a bit less. And depending on the season next year and how it goes, it could be uh, Drake Greenlaw who costs more than uh, – Aziz Alshire, and if that's the case, maybe it's Drake Greenlaw that we don't sign back, and it's Aziz we sign back on a shorter deal or yeah. a, like a smaller deal uh, to help the team. So I, I think you are right. I think it's going to come to a point where we're going to have to make a decision on which one to keep. Uh, I did hear that there were like some trade rumors on that teams were calling the Niners about uh, both of them uh, because they know that we do have to make a decision at some point. So who knows, maybe they do make a trade, get something back now and then sign a linebacker to fill that role or maybe draft one in the fifth round because they clearly have success drafting linebackers in the fifth round. Um, And yeah, so, you know, I I think there's definitely moves that can be done with them. But honestly, if I were the Niners, I would keep them for one more season because like what happened with Dre Greenlaw last year, you never know what's going to happen with injuries. So you definitely are going to want to uh, uh, go out there with him. 
Yeah, no, no question. And I think that, yeah, that's what I mean. That's probably that probably is what they're going to do this year, right? They're going to go out there with all three of them. But Greenlaw yep. was obviously hurt. Um, right. Greenlaw was obviously hurt more of last season. I think he only played maybe three or four uh, regular yeah, and, season and games. Aziz, Aziz was playing uh, mainly for him. Exactly, right? So that's why Aziz broke out because we got a chance to actually see him up close and see what he was able to do, right? Which is why I would say if you had to get rid of one of them right now, I'm probably saying ship Greenlaw. Right? Greenlaw had a breakout 2019 campaign. Aziz had a breakout 2021 campaign. 2020, everybody was hurt. Um, so nobody yeah. had a breakout campaign. So it was more of a thing like that. So I don't know. It's kind of a hit or miss because I know Lynch and Shanahan also speak very highly of Dre Greenlaw. I, I don't know if you heard Shanahan's comments at the end of the season. I think it was the Packers game. I believe it was the Packers game. Mm-hmm. He was talking about Shanahan was talking about Dre Greenlaw. And he's like, I just love watching Dre Greenlaw play football on the de- like when he's watching the defense. And that clearly shows that like they they look at him very highly. And don't get me wrong, I love Dre Greenlaw. He's just got to be able to stay healthy. So we'll see this season either way. Enjoy having these three together because all Fred, Dre, Aziz are just, they're all dogs, man. You, you got to just enjoy it while you have all three. Um, and hopefully the Niners can make another push with all of them there. Um, so those are kind of all the move, the main moves the Niners have made. And yes, as you alluded to, Jimmy Garoppolo, still a Niner. This is our, our third episode now in March. And yet we still, still don't have a Jimmy Garoppolo so trade. Yeah, he's still here, and I, I don't. He's going to be the starting quarterback next year. I'm telling you. <laughs> I, are, are you like joking or? No, I'm, joking, just... I'm okay, joking. I was going to say. Joking. I was going to say that. I was gonna There's like... no chance. Yeah, I was going to say. I'm like because then they also, of course, the other thing which we didn't really bring up either is the Niners also restructured the contracts of D. Ford, Eric Armstead, and George Kittle, freeing up almost 19 million in cap space. So it's quite a bit of cap space there. To see what the Niners can do, um, there if they're going to go and make another move. I have no idea. Um, that that cap space was actually to make sure that you can be under the cap uh, with Jimmy Garoppolo at the start of free agency, which they now are, which uh, is perfect because they yeah they had to get uh, under the cap by one p.m. deadline today, so they're now under the cap, and now basically what it means is they can go through this off season holding on to Jimmy Garoppolo. They don't need to release him right away, so they can wait for a trade. So it, it is actually interesting. So now they can wait to see how the Deshaun Watson uh, sweepstakes go, which is massive because one of the teams involved in the Deshaun Watson uh, sweepstakes, the Browns, are also the team I think is most likely interested in Deshaun Watson if they, or sorry, in uh, Jimmy Garoppolo if they don't get Deshaun Watson. So I think it's very interesting to see what the Niners do and they don't have to release him right away. They can wait and take their time and work on a trade to get a return for him. Yeah, no. Okay. That makes a lot more sense because financially mm-hmm. that makes all the sense in the world um, that the Niners would do that. And of course, yeah, the, the last thing you want to do is release Jimmy, right? You want to try and get something back for Jimmy. So I can understand why they made that move and that makes a ton of sense. Um, so we'll see if they're able to go ahead and do that. But yeah, as for like the Browns, I don't know what the hell is going on there. It seems like Baker is probably done. I mean, I, I don't think he'll be there. Yeah. So now, so now that opens up another team. And I got to say, like, I, again, I never really thought about it. And again, it's not much of a surprise because I think we all kind of knew at some point late last season that I don't think the Browns are going to retain Baker Mayfield. 
with how they're playing. And now we, by the way, just breaking news here. The Titans have signed Trenton Cannon. So Trent Cannon is oh, now wow. gone. Trent Cannon is now gone. He is headed to Tennessee. Um, so that's kind of a big kick return guy. So I would, I would assume the I think Niners. We're going after a kick return guy. I think we're going after a guy with speed. I saw. Yeah, that heard about that. Ray Ray McLeod. Yeah, Valda Scanling. Yeah. yeah. All of those guys are options. Uh, Ray Ray McLeod's a very good uh, return option for yeah. from the Steelers. Uh, but yeah, I would also like MVS. You know, see him help him. Uh, compete with Jennings uh, for that wide receiver three spot and also bring some speed to the team. And I think adding speed helps when you have a guy like Lance who has a rocket of an arm. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind Valda Scanlon. Like he, he's got a game there and then pluck someone off of LaFleur's uh, depth chart there in, on Green Bay. So that would be kind of nice too. But it, Trent Cannon was, he was good, but like he was, it's not a player where I'm like, yeah blown away or anything i'm like all right cool like take him like best of luck you know what i'm saying like it's it's not a whole thing there but yeah we'll we'll see what the niners do i've tossed the other option is retaining richie james as well um who was hurt most of last year did not end up playing a ton um but he's also under contract or not under contract but he's he is a free agent so the niners can go and bring him back too if they wanted to but it seems like they're interested in bringing a guy to do kick returners so we'll see how that ends up. But back to back to Cleveland, I was saying, um, I think we all kind of assumed, right, that Baker that there'd be a, a potential that Baker Mayfield won't be a Cleveland Brown next year. But it's funny, it, over the past few weeks, we've heard a handful of teams in the QB market, but we haven't heard Cleveland. It's kind of the only team where we're like, we haven't heard a lot for only today. Yep. Now they kind of put them asserted themselves back in the mix. So I've never really kind of connected the dots where right? we once Indy made the move for Wentz, right? We heard it swirling around. We didn't actually think it was going to happen. Then we're all kind of like, oh, Jimmy to Indy make a ton of sense and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, that's what they want to do. They'll run the football with JT and blah, blah, blah. But to be honest, after watching what the Browns offense and what they want to do with Kevin Stefanski going now into year three for Cleveland, Jimmy Garoppolo makes perfect sense for them, for what they want to do. They're not a pass happy team. They like to run the football and grind you down with that Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb duo in the back. Yep. They love to go O-line, very similar to what the 49ers like to do. The Colts are like that, but the Colts also like to mix in a, you know, passing here and there. Cleveland, they will pull something out of Kyle Shanahan's book and they will run the ball 30 times a game if they wanted to. That's the way they like it. And that's why I think Odell got pissed. That's why Landry got pissed. To be honest, that's probably why Baker got pissed too, because they're probably all three of them are probably like, you know, I want to air it out from time to time. Right? I want to do that. Jimmy Garoppolo was more than happy throwing the ball eight times in a game, right? You know what I'm sorry, six times, whatever the yeah, hell. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's the exact same system, and it's the perfect yes. system for Jimmy. Jimmy is a good quarterback. He's a good system quarterback. He knows how to run the offense intelligently. He doesn't mind running the ball however many times it takes. He, he'll he make the short passes when he needs to make the passes, and he'll win you games. And I think he's the perfect fit for the Browns, and I think the Browns may, you know, pay a decent amount for him. So I hope that happens. Uh, another Browns news today, uh, Austin Hooper was released, mm. you know, there is some connection between uh, Shanahan and Hooper in the Atlanta days. I wonder if he's cheap. Maybe uh, they take him on. Maybe they give him a chance and see what he does as a tight end, too. You know, they did that with yeah. Jordan Reed. Uh, and Reed had the connection to 
Shanahan in Washington. So I wonder if they do the similar things, and that would be interesting to watch. And Jordan, Jordan Reed looked good before he got hurt, right? Like yeah. he, and that's and that's, that was very unfortunate. To be honest, I'm not gonna lie. Until you brought up that name just now, I was like, I know, I know, it kind of forgot bad memories. But no, no, bro, not even bad memories. bad memories. It's it's no, but like it's bringing memories. I'm like, shoot, like Jordan Reed was was very was really good before he went down. He was balling. Yeah, he um, was. Austin Hooper. My only worry about that is, yeah, he's just his price. Like I feel like he. I, I don't think his price is that much. You know, you get released by the Browns. You know, you see what he did in the last couple of years over the Browns, and I think some teams are hesitant. And he's he wants to get back. You know, maybe he signs a one-year prove-it deal, mm-hmm. get back with an old coach that, you know, you had success with. I, oh, I think yeah. there's a decent chance, but, I mean, at the same time, who knows? Who knows if we're even looking for a tight end, if we want Charlie Warner to be that tight end too. So we will see. But it was yeah. just an idea, just a name to pop up. No, no, that that, that uh, there's a lot of sense to that, bro. Like, there's a lot of sense to that because uh, Austin Hooper. I mean, yeah, if you're looking for a team to play and a team that, yeah, more than likely is not gonna sign uh, Ross Dwelly back, right? More than likely, yeah. lo- looks like he's probably gonna go to another team. Then, yeah, why not, bro? Austin Hooper, he's experienced. He's played in the system, right? I'm sure he'd be a great addition to to the tight end room with George and uh, Charlie. So I'm not complaining about that either. So I, I think I think it's a good idea. But here. Here's another ex-Falcon for you that I know Shanahan's probably licking his chops today when he saw the news. Julio Jones. I know Julio's yeah. not Julio. I know that. I know that. I, I had him on my on my uh, well, fantasy team, uh, my, my dynasty fantasy team. Jack, <laughs> Jack all last year. I get that. Like, I, I just don't think Tennessee used him properly. I don't think I that. And, and Julio, no, he's not prime Atlanta Julio. This is end of his prime Julio. He's not going to go out there and get you 100-yard games every day. But he's a guy that you could go to on a key third down. He's a guy you could go to, you know, in the red zone. That's the kind of guy Julio Jones is. And I guarantee you Kyle Shanahan, I know he, last year when Julio wanted out of Atlanta, Shanahan wanted to make a run. Julio's a free bird right now. You don't think he would have went, that's the first thing I thought of. I'm like, Shanahan's probably, probably called him up. Exactly. I would have, I would have, he's probably talking to him right now. I, I would not be surprised at that. Bringing a veteran, right? I think what well, is Sanu, Sanu's not on the contract anymore. He's a free agent now, correct? No. Yeah. So he's yeah. done. Um, Jawan Jennings, obviously, I know we want to bring him back. He's young, he's physical. He's he, a he, lot. We already resigned him. Oh, we already resigned. Okay. I wasn't yep. sure about that. Perfect. Okay. That's great. Right. You got those three right there, but. God, if you were to bring in a Julio Jones, a if veteran you were to presence. Bring in Julio, man, Julio, you have now Debo, Brandon Ayuk, and oh. Julio Jones, and George Kittle as the four oh. receiving options God. for Trey Lance. And Elijah Mitchell. Run oh. game. Like, yeah. Like, Trey Lance. Like, it's over. It's over. And bringing in Julio just adds another dynamic to this offense, and it gives Trey Lance another comfort zone which is all he has around this offense. It's just all stars. But that would be amazing if he could sign here for a reasonable deal just one year he wants deal, to man. win him. Yeah, one-year deal, play with Shanahan. I don't know. I, I think if that happens, it would be amazing, but I, I don't necessarily see it happening. I don't, yeah, no. It would I be could, nice. It would be nice. Yeah, no, no. I could see. I doubt it. Like, I'm kind of just throwing yeah. that out the same that you threw at Austin Hooper. But I feel yeah, like yeah. this. They both, I don't I don't think either will happen, but there's possibilities. But I feel like this one would be more likely knowing yeah. Kyle Shanahan has been vocal about it mm-hmm. and has said it many times. And I, I think it was, um, 
I can't remember what he was talking about. He was, I think he was, he was talking with McVeigh on a podcast, and he was like, "Damn, when Julio was released, I'm like, damn, I hope Sean doesn't take him." So he's like, I can tell Shanahan would want him, so I can see that possibly happening. But again, right now money's a little tight for the Niners, so it'd be half to yeah. depend. But I guarantee you, Shanahan called up John Lynch right away and was like, "Can we make this work somehow?" I'm excited. Like I would, I would be excited again. I also want to understand this to Niner fans listening. I also want to make it clear that no, by me wanting this, I am not expecting Julio Atlanta. I'm expecting a veteran piece to come in, give Debo and Ayuk a crap ton of wisdom and experience and leadership that he has, what he would do for the wide receiver room, what he would do for George Kittle, and knowing that Kyle Shanahan's not an idiot and him realizing that, I got Julio Jones on my team, and I got a Debo Samuel. Imagine what the hell I could do with both of them and a Brandon Ayuk. Like it's just and a Trey Lance. Good Lord yeah. have mercy. Even without him, I think we're gonna be fine. We're gonna be more than fine. But like I'm just saying, you add him to that, Jesus, that, that should be something else there. But we'll see. Um, a few other big names that the that the Niners have not um re-signed or has there been any news yet? We already talked about K1 Williams and Trakowski Tart. Uh, Jason Verrett, Arden Key, Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson, a few other big names the Niners have not um, signed yet, and neither have I heard many rumors about any of them at this point. My guess is that the Niners aren't going to sign anyone else until, like, we haven't officially announced the Charvarius Ward uh, signing yet because we're waiting until we make the Jimmy Garoppolo move because we need the cap space from the Jimmy G move in order to sign all these players back and to sign all the extensions that we need. So it's going to take a little bit of time, I think, before we see the Niners really make the moves. Yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, the real free agency just started today. So there's still a lot to still a lot to be sorted out here and there. But we'll see what happens. I know, I think the Niners actually are considering bringing Raheem back. But obviously, until we actually see that happening, um, we'll see that. Um, But I think elsewhere, I think that's kind of about it in terms of Niners news. Um, There's not a lot there. And then one more note, going back to our Browns point, just kind of wrapping that up is exactly. Garoppolo would be a perfect. I could tell he is a guy that Kevin Stefanski would love more yeah, than Frank the Kirk Reich. Cousins like. Yeah, you know Frank Reich still likes to chuck it around a little bit. I know he, he he likes to run the ball with Jonathan Taylor, but I think that's almost kind of more tailored toward the matchup. At least that's what I kind of recognized last year, right? Like when they played mm-hmm. Buffalo, they knew it was going to be the weather was going to be awful. It was going to be pouring rain, a little bit of snow, and all that. So they're like, "Well, we got JT. We're just going to pound the ball down down your throat," and that's what they did. But I feel like they kind of tailor that to the matchup, right? It's not like with Shanahan, it's like, no, we're, we're going to try to run the ball every game, right? Rarely do you see them be like, no, we're going we're gonna to pass a lot, right? Which really the only game I could think of is the Saints game. And the only reason is because that's the way the game went, right? That's kind of the way the flow of the game. The Niners fell behind early and then they had to catch up and they got to throw the ball a lot. Um, but yeah, I think Cleveland would be a great, a great spot, great fit for him. But wait, we'll, we'll see what happens. We may not, we may not get a Garoppolo trade till July. So who knows? I hope not. I hope we get one soon. <laughs> it's killing me, man. I hope we get a. I think yeah, no, we kind of just need it off our plate. Honestly, I think Jimmy just needs it off his plate. Like he just like everyone just needs it, you know. Off. Yeah, the, and we, I, we need it done. We need it settled so we can go make our yeah, own and, moves. They just. And, 
we we need the Watson trade to settle. We're probably going to be the next trade after Watson because when Watson's gone, there's no more people. Then you see the Panthers get a bit more aggressive. The Browns are going to get more aggressive. Who knows? Maybe the Colts get aggressive unless they're looking for other people. But I, I think Watson's the biggest player in the game right now for quarterbacks, which is why everyone needs to see what he does. That domino needs to fall before the Jimmy G trade happens. But yeah. I hope I'm surprised and it happens right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, facts. And um, obviously Brady going back to Tampa um, fills another oh, yeah. void there as well. Um, but yeah, no, I don't know, man. We'll we'll see what happens. I think for, for Jimmy's sake, I hope it's not till training camp. Like I know he can't officially, at least from what I've heard, he can't officially throw and get back into that stuff until training camp. But yeah. it would just be so much easier to get it out now. He can go and he can meet meet the team, meet the coaches, learn the offense. Um, all that stuff before he actually gets out there. So I don't know. We'll see. I agree with you. And I hope, I, I don't hope, I think the Deshaun Watson um, news will be coming shortly. I think Deshaun Watson, this is the first time in a really long time that he's a free bird, right? Like he has not, he's been caged up, has not been able to do a lot right now. He really needed that lawsuit stuff off his case. Now it's off. Now he can actually go and talk to teams, meet with teams. So I think Deshaun Watson needs a few days to do that. Him and his team yep. need a chance to go speak to all these teams, speak to all these coaches. So then he'll get a chance to talk about right where he wants to go. And then that will figure it out there. Yeah, it's going to be a bit of a process. So who knows? Maybe by next week we'll say that there is a Jimmy G trade, but probably not. Yeah, no, hopefully. And yeah, we'll, we'll kind of have to see what happens at that point. Um, so b- before we wrap this up, let's go over some other news around the NFL, some big ones that actually just happened within the matter of the past few minutes. Zadarius Smith got released by the Packers a few days ago. He is signing a four-year deal, 35 mil, with the Ravens. I ain't going to lie. Yep. I kind of love that. I like that. The Ravens are redoing their defense, man. They signed uh, Williams yesterday from the Saints, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. You know, signing Zadarius Smith now. They're working on their uh, edge rush, uh, which is what they need because their line and linebackers last year uh, were kind of soft. But, you know, now they have a really good secondary adding. Zadarius Smith really helps. I think they're going to look good uh, for the next couple of years. And uh, the other big news, the Colts uh, announced that they have acquired defensive end Yannick Ngaku from the Raiders in a trade for uh, y- Rocky Sin. So Raiders getting help on the back end and corner and the Colts in the trenches with Yannick <laughs> Ngaku, which is going to be great. They're going to pair Ngaku with uh, DeForest Buckner. That's going to be such a nice pairing and Darius Leonard. The Colts are going to have a good line next year. Yeah, no, yeah, Defoe and Ngakwe together, Jesus, yeah, that would be definitely something there. And and to the Ravens' point too, like, yeah, no, this is they need to get back to their old, you know, we're gonna beat the crap out of you defense, especially in this division, right? They got to get back to that, and I think they got to retool. Of course, Martindale's no longer their DC. I completely forgot who their new DC. I had to look it up. So it's Mike McDonald, who's coming from Michigan, who goes from one Harbaugh to the next. Um, <laughs> but he, but I know. For the longest time in Michigan, Jim Harbaugh had uh, Don Brown as a defensive coordinator there in Michigan. He ended up leaving, and Jim ended up getting Mike McDonald. Michigan's defense was phenomenal this year. He had a breakout year, yep. and of course, Michigan had a historic year, went all the way to the college football playoff. Now, John was like, yes, yeah, screw that. I'm taking you back. So now Mike McDonald's going back to Baltimore to, to coach with John Harbaugh. So that kind of explains what you just said. 
by retooling their defense, knowing they got a new guy at the helm running their defense so they can go and retool the depth a little bit. So, But I think Zadarius Smith there is a, is a great, great fit because kind of fits what they want to do. And the Seahawks went out and got Austin Blythe from the Rams um, center there. Um, of course, the other big news in, uh, in Los Angeles, Andrew Whitworth is officially retiring. Congratulations to him, man. That's a, a hell of a career. Hell of a career. Yep. Now Bosa is going to have an easier time getting to Stafford. Oh yeah, I mean he didn't he didn't anyways, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it, but no 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 absolutely. I mean it, it's it's a bit it's a big loss for the Rams, man, because not for only sure. that, but just as a as a locker room guy, right? Andrew Whitworth yeah, is he, he's a veteran, he's a captain, yeah he's man, a leader. yeah he's he's as good he's as good as it comes. So congratulations mm-hmm. to him, man. There's no I know I know there was that temptation of coming back for two, but there's no better way to end it than winning a Super Bowl and getting the Walter Payton Award. Like that was such a dream weekend for him. Like it, to retire after that, there's nothing better than a weekend like that for him. So congratulations to Andrew Whitworth. Um, kind of just seeing which other um, other news. I know Von Miller is interested in potentially going to Dallas. So we'll see if that happens. Yep. Um, oh, so we're speaking of the, the quarterback carousel, Mitch Trubisky in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Pittsburgh. I, I, I like that move a lot for Pittsburgh, actually. You know, I don't know if uh, they're trying to necessarily compete much, but, uh, you know, I think Trubisky has a lot more potential than some people think. Uh, I think last year working with the Bills, working in that system with Brian uh, Dable, I, I think Trubisky learned a lot and I think it's going to be a nice competition with him and Rudolph. I think Trubisky is going to win it. And, you know, with the Steelers offense, they, they got a lot of weapons in uh, Pittsburgh. So if that offense can uh, work and, and Trubisky can throw the ball and be a bit accurate, I, I think they can go and compete a little bit in that division. Although that division's so uh good too the Ravens are now getting really good the Bengals made it to the Super Bowl last year so you know and, and the Browns may have Jimmy G with their run game and their defense so I I think it's going to be a tough division it's going to be a tough conference the AFC so uh yeah I I, I don't know about that uh division but it, it's going to be a good year of football I'm very excited to see what happens in both conferences yeah, no, no doubt. To me, what the Trubisky signing says to me is that they're probably going to take a quarterback in the first round next year and use yeah. Trubisky, right? I think it was only a two-year deal. So use Trubisky yep. as a bridge quarterback. Use him this year. Use him next year. Um, let the rookie sit and then go that. Because I cannot see them wanting Mitch Trubisky long-term. Unless Trubisky goes <laughs> yeah. on, that's a career year, right? Who knows? The thing is, Trubisky, last time he actually succeeded in Chicago, he played fairly decent, and he had a really good defense. Pittsburgh has a really good defense and a really good coach. So I I wouldn't say Trubisky's like that far off. I just think Nagy kind of just stunk up the joint in Chicago and just ruined it for everybody. So yeah. we'll see. It's, it's a new refreshing situation. Again, going to Buffalo, learning a lot from Josh Allen, Brian Dayball, to your point. You know, you can learn a lot from a team like that and a culture like that. So we'll see. We'll see there. My my only ask, and, and not that I really give a crap to be honest, but just for Mike Tomlin's sake, Trubisky, just win nine games. Win nine games. Do not be that guy to give Mike Tomlin his first ever losing record. Don't do it. Yeah. Just don't do it, man. Don't do it. So just do whatever you can. Get nine wins, get over five hundred, man. But don't be that guy. Do not be that guy. Um. But anyways, that'll do it for this week's episode of the Forty Nine Away Podcast. We'll see what will be the next domino to fall. Before next week's episode, Chevy, final thoughts. 
Final thoughts, you know, I think it's been an exciting free agency. I hope the Jimmy G trades happen so we can see the other moves trickle in. Absolutely, bro. All right, we'll see what happens next week. More moves to come. And, of course, don't forget to give the 49 away a follow on Instagram and Twitter for more Niners news and analysis. Thank you for listening to another episode of the 49 Away Podcast. Keep a lock. Stay tuned. We got a lot more free agency and draft content coming your way. And don't forget to give the 49 Away a follow on Instagram and Twitter for more Niners news and analysis.